Hey guys, you're listening to Drunken Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And I am sick. Well, kind of. Kind of. Getting sick, I guess. And I am currently very nauseous from an Uber drive. (laughs) He was very start and stoppy on the highway, and it wasn't fun. Drunk and a mess today. Well, sober and a mess. Um, So we are here for our first... Not summer drinking series yeah. installment. Yes. Because it is not summer. Yeah, so we decided to call this the not summer drinking series because one time we were drunk and thought it was funny and... Still do. Here we are now. <laughs> Still think it's funny. Um, so we're going to be going to breweries that are closer yes, to us. are not a pain to get to. Yes, that are very easily accessible because it's going to be cold and I'm not going to want to go far. Same. So, um, for this episode, we went out to Pilot Project in Logan Square. Yep. So, Pilot Project is a brewery slash incubator brewery house. Um, So, their goal is to... They have their own beers that they brew, and then they... Their goal is to work with, like... Other brands and other companies to help um, start up their process... Or start up their... um, Brewing process. Brewing process, essentially. Yeah. So, it's like the in-between of... Like between home brewing and like scaling up to yeah. um, either contracting or buying your own equipment. Yeah. So the purpose is to be able to utilize their equipment and do smaller batches, test some stuff out, test them out. Yeah. Try yeah. some more um, like wild ideas, um, and then like it's also a place where people can home like home brewers can try out scaling up a little bit. Um, um, I believe that they've talked about doing like. Event beers, so if you want to, like, brew an event or beer for, like, a wedding or for, like, a special event, they would do something like that with you. Sweet. Um, Actually a great idea. Yeah. So we have Manana de Mallorca by Brewer's Kitchen. Which is one of the brands under Pilot Pilot Project. Project. Yeah. So. Um, This is the first canned beer coming out of um, Brewer's Kitchen, so we picked this up at Liquor Park. Yep. Um... I mean, we've had it before. Yep, but it's, I think, a good, really good representation of what they have to offer. Yeah, it's like one of their, um, I would say staples. I, I would say it's a staple. Um, and it's kind of representative of like that, uh, not necessarily weird, but taking like interesting flavors. Yep, and, and doing something a little different. Yep, yep, exactly. So All right, let's open this bad boy. Yeah. So... So, uh, this is Manana de Mallorca. It is a Spanish tea-infused IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything other that we need to say about it? Um, Can artwork's pretty... Pretty basic. basic. Very clean. Yeah. A little abstract art. Yep. Um, the label feels nice. It does have a nice finish. It's like, it feels thick. It's like a thicker paper. Yeah. Rather than just your run-of-the-mill paper label. Mm-hmm. Feels like there's a coating on it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, other thing to note, um, <laughs> this guy is 7% ABV. Um, yeah. Anything so, else? I'm just gonna read the description on okay. Untapped. It's Inspired by the pungent morning air set on the rocky shores of East Mallorca, Manana de Mallorca is a rich melon-based herbal tea IPA using imported tea indigenous to the Spanish island. Um, so, specifically in Mallorca, 
Yeah. My organ tea. Yeah. Um, cool. And then we'll, we're going to go ahead and try this. Yep. I haven't tried it in the can before. I haven't either. That's a good it. thing to know. We have not had this in a can before, so we've only ever had it on tap. Um, it tastes different out of the can. Yeah, um, I would agree. Like in a good way, though. Yeah, no, I like this. Um, I think it's more of a melon-forward flavor. I was going to say that. It was canned nine days ago, um, according to the bottom of the can. Be fresh. Very fresh. It has like, a lot more like a melon flavor than normal. Usually yeah, it's, it's got like... more of a sweetness to it. I don't know if they changed their brew process a little bit to get more of that flavor in, but I actually like it a lot. I wonder if it's a function of being in a can instead of in a keg, too. I mean, that's also possible. Um, yeah, because normally I get like the herbal finish, like more of the yeah. tea flavor. I get more um, of the melon flavor now. Yeah. So that's really nice. Um, you get a little bit of citrus in the middle. Yeah. And then I'm still getting some of the tea flavored mm-hmm. dryness. With the bitterness. The tea. Yeah. yeah. Um, not overly hoppy at all. Like you... I get a little bit of a hot punch. I don't think it's, like, overly hoppy, though. Like, no, but... I think it, like, goes well with the tea flavor. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me, and we've talked about this before, like, you and I have, that, like, the idea behind it reminds me a lot of Jungle Boogie from mm-hmm. Mars, which is their tea pale ale. Yep. Their rooibos. Rooibos, yeah. Rooibos, is that you say? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's... I like this one better, but I think it's just because maybe it's, like, a difference in the tea. Yeah. Um, oh, the tea's got some variance to it, so... Yeah. So, um, let's talk about the space. So, very Instagrammable. Yeah, that was, that's, uh, we talked to the own, one of the owners and he has said that was kind of like the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, there's lots of plants everywhere. It's very like clean, if that makes sense. Like it's, it's very like, be, white yeah. and then like metal, white, metal, like. They're trying to be like green. industrial yeah. design. Um, it's a gorgeous tap room. Yeah, it um, is. All of the tables are made out of wood that were, like, handmade by the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what's really interesting to know, and I what I really like about it, is, like, it's half bar, half coffee shop. I do like the coffee so, shop, and we'll talk about that. In a second, yeah. yeah. But, like, there are couches and areas for you to, like, work out of and, like, have meetings. And it's, it's meant to be, like, a co-working space. Yeah. Um, so there's spots like that, but then the other half is, like, like, general tap room with long tables and the bar. Yeah. Um. Their patio's nice. We didn't sit out of their patio this go-around, but we've been there mm -hmm. previously. The only thing to note of the patio is that the blue blue line line. passes every couple minutes, so, like, if you're talking, you have to stop talking for 30 seconds. Yeah, Um, the blue line passes. Yeah, which isn't a big deal. No, you get used to it. Um, but let's get into what we have there. So, yeah, so you were mentioning that they are part coffee shop, so yes. we actually started off with, um... A latte flight. Yeah, so, which is, I think, the best thing ever. I, I love, love that. that they did this. I do too. So, um, they serve coffee until 4pm every yep. day, and the latte flight was amazing just because, like... Uh, they, all of the lattes sound really interesting, and yeah. it's nice to be able to do like a beer flight where you can try a few, yeah. but not like a yeah, yeah. more. So we split a latte flight. Yeah. Um, we had the Himalayan lavender, the Sakura blossom mocha, and the Soul matcha latte. Yeah, um, they're was, all six ounces, four um, ounces. I don't know how big they were. I can't remember. I mean, it's they're, a, they're little guys. They're little. 
It's like equivalent to a beer flight. Taster, yeah. Yeah, it's... It was nice that we were able to try this just because I think... Like, some of these we we agreed that, like, we probably wouldn't have liked a full order of. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know for you, the matcha latte, you thought, had too much of a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. So, while it was super good it was to really, try... really, good. Like, delicious flavor. I just wouldn't It would have be too hard to drink, to drink a whole yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um... And then same with the mocha. The mocha, like the the mocha, was nice because it with the floral taste that kind of masked some of the overly sweetness that you traditionally mm-hmm. associate with the mocha. Yep. And the like the floral flavor went well with the chocolatey flavor. And then the lavender latte was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, they were the all lavender. Very good. Anything is great. Yeah, they were all very good. Um, but definitely go out there and try their coffee. If you can. Yeah, it was. If you're able to, I would highly recommend trying the coffee. Yeah. Um, so we actually also both got beer flights as yes. well. Um, let's see what I have. So I can, um, start. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I started off with the House Baltic Porter. Oh, that one was nice. I yeah. liked that one. So that one was really nice because it was very true to the style. It had a very, like, chocolatey flavor. It wasn't, um... I mean, nice it was chocolatey malt flavor. Yeah, it wasn't like overly done. Um, it, it didn't feel like they strayed too far from what the style was, which was nice. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, I was gonna say it was very traditional for what you would associate with a porter. A porter, but that was nice because there wasn't a lot of like frills thrown into it. It was just a really well made traditional style beer. Yeah, so that was a ten percent and. It had, like, a burnt brownie crust mixed with it. Oh, really? Um, as what they said. I think that's where you got the chocolate flavor from. Got it. And then that's you get a really little bit of, like the, like, the smokiness almost from the burnt brownie. I hope they ate the brownies that were the not burnt part. <laughs> Otherwise, they fucked up. <laughs> um, so the first one I had was the House Double Dry Hops Double IPA. It is an 8% beer, and um, they call it a no-coast hazy IPA because it's not really, like, traditional East Coast, but it's not also a West Coast style. Um, it is a really nice, full-bodied, like, punchy flavor. I liked it because it had the creaminess that you associate with the double dry hopped, but also it still gave you a good hop flavor because sometimes, obviously, I've said this before, double dry hopped beers kind of all taste the same after a while mm-hmm. and you kind of lose a lot of the flavoring. So this guy was really nice. What was your next one? Um, I, I went to Operate Cafe, which on their menu, it was a coffee ale on, on tap. It's calling it a coffee stout. Um... I would lean to, I, I would call it an ale, not a stout. Like, it didn't really have the thickness and the, the, texture. the texture of yeah. a stout. It had more of, like, a, had, it had an ale flavor. Like, an ale yeah, texture yeah. was pretty thin. Not even, like, breakfast stout thin. It yeah. was just, like, it was, like, a coffee beer. Yeah. And not so much a stout. Um, coffee flavor was a little mild on that one, but it was kind of nice because it was, like, a good palate cleanser between... Yeah. The Baltic, and then the next two that I had. Yeah. So it kind of, like, wound that down a little bit. Um, I Good enjoyed transition. it. Yeah. Um, my next one was the House Sour version one. So this was the first time, their first time making a sour beer. Um, 
This guy was really interesting because it was a cherry sour, which can usually be like a fine line of like almost cough syrup. Mm-hmm. But I actually liked this one. Um, it had a good tartness. It wasn't super sour, which I was anticipating it being a lot more sour than it was. Was it a kettle sour? Uh, no, they call it a regular sour. Okay. Because I've had their kettle sours in the past. Right. Was it Easton? Like a... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. The cherry flavor was nice. It didn't taste artificial, so I liked that a lot. Because that's my bit. That's always my big worry with anything cherry flavored. Is that it's an artificial taste, but yep. this tasted real nice. So I had um, the Heritage Sour from Brewer's Kitchen after. Um, this was an apple cranberry sour. Um, it had more of like the flavor and the sour profile of a kettle sour. It was a little bit dry up front, um, but it was really, really crisp. I really um, and for those of you that know, I don't really like sours. I really enjoyed this version of it. Because of the apple flavor, it gave it, like, a nice crispness. And then the um, cranberry gave it, like, a dry, sour flavor to it. Um, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, my next one was actually a, made by the Pilot Project guys for another company. It was... The beer is called... The, well, it's... I think it's one of their incubators. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. Right, like, right. So, uh, the brand itself is called Tethered Vines, and the beer is called Lafray's Franc. So, it's a 7% fruit beer, that's what they call it. It's kind of um, a beer-wine hybrid, yep. is the intention. Um, so, it's a fruited wine, according to Untapped, a fruited wine and beer hybrid co-fermented with Cabernet Franc and fresh strawberries. So, it had like a... Kind of, I would call it like a jammy taste mm-hmm. almost. Um, bit of a farmhouse. It kind of reminded me of like a jammy farmhouse. Okay. So I think that's the best kind of way to compare what this was. I mean, obviously you couldn't try it because you're allergic to wine, but. Mm-hmm. I don't want to chance like the grape. Right. Even though it's like not made the same way as wine, I don't want to chance it. Yeah. Because that's not fun. No, no one wants to be sick at a brewery. No. So the last beer I had is um, Love or was Love Adelaide by Brewers Kitchen as well. Um, that's a brew IPA. Um, I it's really it was a brewed IPA. I mean that's what it tasted like. It was pretty yeah. dry, um, not overly hoppy. I know some people have like problems with brewed IPAs uh-huh. that are not done well. I would say that this is a pretty good representation of one. Um, yeah, I, I tasted it. Well. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was done pretty well. I've had some shitty brewed IPAs, so this was yeah, not... Yeah, no kidding. This was not one of those shitty brewed IPAs. And then the last one I had actually was not brewed by Brewer's Kitchen. It's called Mr. Sparkles Emerson. It's actually by Orin... Orkinoy? I think it's pronounced Orkinoy, yeah. Orkinoy? I think you're right. Yeah, so um, this one is... From Orkanoi Brewing, who's actually, they're actually based in Humboldt Park. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just a real small one, but they, uh, this is a farmhouse ale made with Sugar Creek malt. So, and, uh, oh, there's also lemon balm in it. So it's got a nice, like, fruity flavor to it. Little lemony. So I've had that one before, and I've always thought it had, like, kind of a straw flavor almost. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure, like, where that comes from, but... Yeah, that was... It's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I liked this one a lot. Um, I like a good farmhouse, so I like this one a lot. 
Um, they describe this on tap on Untapped as like munching Fruit Loops on a farm on a cloudy, breezy afternoon. Someone was high as fuck when they wrote that. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I liked this one. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, another thing to note about Pilot Project is so they obviously have rotating beers from incubators. Mm-hmm. One of their incubators has been pretty successful. Is we didn't have their stuff when we were there, but we've had it in the past. Luna Bay? Luna Bay Booch. Yeah. Um, it's hard kombucha. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. It tastes more like a cider than anything else. Yeah. It doesn't taste like kombucha. Yeah, it's pretty but good. But it makes you feel like you've had kombucha afterwards. Hey. Um, and then something else that they've been doing, um, they have guest taps. Mm-hmm. So uh, one time we've been there and they had Broken Bat Brewing. One time I was there, they had Second Shift. Um, yeah, I think they had Second Shift this past time. So... Um, they're doing a good job to fill all the taps. I believe they have, like, 20 yeah. to fill. Um, they're doing a pretty good job of trying to fill those. It's nice that there's a lot of different styles and different breweries. They're really doing some good stuff around, um, like, branching out beyond your traditional beer styles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's due to the fact of, like, they're obviously in a brewery hotspot, so they kind of have to do something different. Yep. Otherwise, they're just going to get lost in the crowd. Agreed. Um, so definitely check it out. It's a gorgeous yeah. space. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. They have a bump and sound system in there. They do have a bump and sound system. We've gone and put, like, the one of the owners has played with it for us, and he's cranked it up as loud as it goes, and the building shakes. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, definitely check it out, though. It's beautiful, um, good beer. They have... Like snacks, so they have charcuterie and cheese boards that you can try. Um, they don't they have, also like, have a, like waffle sandwiches. Yep. They have a couple like little baked goods. Yep, they have um, cookies that you can pair with the like a cookie flight that you can pair. With I was beers. gonna say there's a cookie flight, right? right. And the those cookies are, are from Mindy's yep. that does Mindy's hot chocolate. Correct. That's here in Wicker Park. Yeah, so they have a lot of like neat little things that you yeah. can definitely try. Um, and then they have food trucks. They have had food trucks. Um, they the last usually have food weekends. trucks, yeah, on the weekends. So their their food menu is limited, but they do try to make sure that there are food options. And in general, there's a bunch of food options in that area. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. It's one of our... We're there quite a bit. Yeah. It's stops. easy for us to get to. It's right in between the Western and California Blue Line on Milwaukee. Yep. And it's a good spot to work out of if you're ever yeah. like, working remote or if you are um, like a freelancer. It's a gorgeous spot, space to work out of. They also have lots of coffee. cute dogs in the patio. Lots of cute dogs. That's they like to put the dogs on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. The dogs are very cute. Um, but I think that pretty much covers it for mm-hmm. our first not summer drinking series. Yeah. Looking forward to going to easy to guess your breweries. Yeah. Um, stay tuned. We'll be doing this in the same third week format. Yeah. 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 Um, in between two episodes. So stay tuned for the fall and winter versions of this. Yeah. Cool. See you guys next time.